Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, shall we start the week with a question? How can we lock in the lessons of the COVID crisis to build a more robust, sustainable, joined-up system of health and social care? It's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not really my question. It's the question posed by Baroness Cavendish and the title of her report. Yes, I know that leads us to two other questions. Who is Baroness Cavendish and who wanted the report? Well, Cavendish went to university with David Cameron and he made her a Baroness and his resignation honours list. She was supposed to take the Tory whip, but as her wiki page tells us, she resigned the Conservative whip in December 2016 and now sits in the House of Lords as a non-affiliated peer after, and I quote, gaining an unidentified post that required her to sever her party links. What was the post? I don't know. It's a mystery. The Baroness was a leader writer at the Times, moved to the Sunday Times and was a McKinsey management consultant. She was apparently also been, uh, she has been an aid worker. Where and when? Don't know. As the director of the Number 10 Policy Unit, she is credited for getting Her Majesty's Government to do the sugar levy, the tax on sugary drinks to pay for sports facilities for schools. Is there an example of the levy actually paying for a playing field? I don't know. Jeremy Hunt commissioned her to undertake an independent review into health care assistance and support workers in the NHS and social care settings. Another long title. Uh, I thought it made a lot of sense. It was a good report. What happened? Don't know. My second question, who commissioned this latest report? I think it was the Department of Health. What's the upshot? Don't know. The report is what it is, a report printed with all the presentational flair of an instruction manual for a 1960s East German forging press. That aside, is it any good? Well, ignoring her gratuitous insults to the NHS, such as the NHS is still struggling to join up primary and secondary care and to understand social care, or the NHS is not human enough to get a greater role in social care, if we park those for a moment, we all know there are four things that we have to do to get health and social care playing nicely. First, pooling budgets. The Better Care Fund showed the way. There's a promise in the new health and care bill inching its way through West, the Westminster Gas Works that the concept will be expanded and could, well, do the trick. Second, sharing access to each other's data. Interoperability would be the gold standard, but it seems beyond industry to deliver or the public sector to insist on it. So the staff room coffee jar solution, cheap and instant, sharing data will do. Third, declutter the landscape and make it easier for people, residents, carers and families to make better decisions based on validated information and pay more attention to self-funders. Fourth, getting everyone singing off the same hymn sheet, getting health and care on the same footing, finding a collective answer to what are we trying to achieve? It's this fourth question that Cavendish uses throughout to shape her thinking and create the answer to building a more robust, sustainable, joined-up system of health and social care. 
It falls down on page 18 when she attempts solutions. We're told there are five possible answers, but only two are explored and only one is settled on. It says local authorities would retain responsibility for commissioning, but it would be required to develop and use commissioning frameworks that focused on outcomes and prevention rather than time on task. The extent to which they would do so would be inspected by the CQC. Now, frankly, I have no idea what this means, other than anything with the CQC involved is doomed to failure, inspection, criticism, putting the boot in and general numptiness. But Cavendish is a former CQC non-executive, so you can see where her head is. Also, I'm pretty sure it conflicts with the spirit, if not the intent, of the new legislation. The report is 60-odd pages and, frankly, well worth a couple of builders' read. It's well written, as you'd expect from a journalist, and picks off some low-hanging fruit solutions. It highlights some of the best that came out of COVID. But what happens to it now? Dunno. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope we'll talk again soon.